Well, we just watched episode 14 of Gotham, titled The Fearsome Dr. Crane. So what did we learn? Well, we learned that Selena Kyle likes to eat her cereal dry. I bet she wished she had some of that milk from episode one, huh? <laughs> what else? Oh, Bullock's got the hots for a redhead. He kind of has some redhead qualities in him, you know? I bet if they had uh, babies, they'd make beautiful ginger children. Ginger, ginger babies, ginger babies. That sounds kind of good. That should not sound good, no. And lastly, we learned that Oswald Cobblepot is shooting blanks. Whoa, oh, whoa, okay. No, he's literally shooting blanks. Uh, yeah. Oh, Cal oh, all right. Calm yeah. down, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hi, I'm Chad. Hi, Hi Chad. And my fear is that I might miss an episode of the Gotham After Show. Before there was Batman, there was Gotham. And this is the Gotham After Show. Welcome to the Gotham After Show, the show that films about 24 hours after the airing of Gotham on Fox to give you plenty of time to get in on the conversation, and you did get in on the conversation. Uh, for this episode, we do have some uh, fan comments and questions, as well as a very special edition of Caption This, where we've included you and we have picked a winner. Plus, we, uh, we have four people on here. Spoiler alerts if we haven't cut to the wide camera yet, which I guess probably we have, so not a spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> before I get to the... Uh, rough, rough takeoff. To our, uh, to our lovely red couch of killing jokes which is what it's called this week, by the way. I uh, would like to mention that our giveaway for the Hush graphic novel has closed. We have picked a winner. They did say, yes, I would like it. And uh, that winner is... Dave? Brianna Bissett. Brianna Bissett. So we will be sending it out. Congratulations, Brianna, for winning our Hush graphic novel giveaway. Now, will you please welcome to the Red Couch of Killing Jokes from... The oh, so many podcasts to choose from <laughs> that you're on. I'm gonna go with from the Inside the Force podcast. He is David Cottingham. That's one of them. Thank you, Dave. From <laughs> the Star Wars TCG podcast, he is Corey Cooley. And please welcome back to the show a special guest for this week from the In the Comics podcast, Russell Johnson. Thank you for having me. Thanks for requesting me. One person requested, so that's good enough for me. Hey, yeah. when wow. the Gotham mics speak, we respond. I appreciate it. So we want more Russell. <laughs> now you have Russell. I like being here. Enjoy. Do you have Russell? Enjoy your Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, yes. Sorry, yeah. All right. I got weird fast. That was just great. The Rick Couch, a killing joke. Great. Uh, that's, that's what you are this week. New couch again. I can dig it. The fearsome Dr. Crane. First impressions, first quick impressions, Russell. Uh, quality episode. I enjoyed it. Very good. Um, I, I like I like the show. I think the past several episodes have been really good, and this one was uh, coming back from mid season. It's been top notch. I think it's been really they're really getting some things together and bringing a lot of people to you know bringing all these little elements. As opposed to going to each one like we were going early on, and starting to get them all together now, or at least in some sort of you know way, shape, or form, we're starting to kind of meld a little bit more and kind of get more united uh, group of cat people together. So mm -hmm. it's been really good. Awesome. Awesome episode. Corey Cooley. What about top three favorite? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I should just do a... I mean, this is just... It gets I better every time. I should <laughs> do a montage <laughs> cut of Corey saying, yeah. 
It's in my top three episodes. I mean, this is a great episode. It's in my top three episodes. You know, it's, yeah. this is one of my top three episodes. I literally I just said cut that them all together. Well, I literally say that ever because it, I mean, it, it just every time it gets better and better and better and better. Well, I guess so, that's a good thing. Yeah, and I, already, I mean, even from the previews of the next show, it that that's gonna be your top three. That episodes. will be my that if, preview. If, if it goes, if it goes how I think it's gonna go, it will be my favorite one. Oh, so, got it, got it. So wow. I'm gonna wow. end it there. But no, yeah, it's, it was amazing. Love it. Seeing a lot of cool. Th- Finally getting to see what I was basically asking for last uh, Gotham episode, which was, let's see this main bad guy. Let's see this main protagonist that spans out a little longer than, mm-hmm. than the balloon man or something like that. So, yeah, awesome. Exciting. Dee Cottingham. Um, very, very good episode. Uh, Top three? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't really maybe. care. Go on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, I don't care. No, it was, it was very good, though. Uh, I, I liked... Uh, I was well. I'm sure we'll get to it. I I, I wasn't expecting to see uh, Jonathan Crane, but you know, uh, I was, uh, that was a that was a cool addition. And uh, but uh, overall, I thought the father did well, and I think the the setup, the storyline, the introduction of new um, the redhead, the I can't remember what do you got her name. Redhead. Redhead. <laughs> uh, you know, she was good in it, and it, it added a lot to Bullock's, Bullock's character. So. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm stoked that it's a two-parter. Yeah, yeah, this is part one of a two-parter, and from what we've seen just from the previews, OMG. I have not seen the preview. OMG. 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 I, I watched it this morning online, so I didn't have the preview at the end of it. Wow. I thought if I have a good face-to-face. Yeah. Who? Put it that way. I'll Let's just uh, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. Let's roll that preview. <laughs> <laughs> did you bring a clip? Yeah, did I, did you bring I, a clip? I, the preview. I, I had the preview, but... No. Drop sorry. the clip. Don't have the clip. Uh, uh, I the clip at the office. I had it. Okay. A lot of things happening in this episode, like we said. We have continuation of the Kristen Kringle and Ed Nigma thing. Uh, Nigma gets uh, suspended and... We see this his first like nefarious side of of, of things. Um, let's just go ahead and talk about that. What did you guys think of <laughs> when he got caught with his hand inside of someone? No <laughs> way. <laughs> um, and then he goes and <laughs> plants chopped up body parts in the medical examiner's locker to uh, basically to save his job. It's, that was his plan. His plan worked. What did uh, what, what did we all think of that? I thought it was really, really good. I thought it was really cool. Um, we got, you know, instead of just getting that one scene with him, mm-hmm. we finally got a little bit of a story with him, you yeah. know, and 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 a little bit more with uh, Kringles, yeah, uh, Kringle, Kringle, um, Kristen, which you kind of get, you kind of understand or get a little bit more sense of her feelings about her him a little bit more, even though it's very subtle. But, um, but no, I think uh, I think that was. You know, I think he's one of the best parts of the, the show by far. He steals every scene. I think he, I think it was a fantastic episode for him. Russ, uh, any speculate? This may just be speculation, but any ideas on why Kristen was crying? Hmm. Ah, that's a, that's a great question. I don't know. Uh, no speculation on Russell why she would be, be crying. It's not like Flash really had much to do. I mean, he was kind of the guy downstairs. He was kind of the you know the mm-hmm. the jerk to Enigma and stuff like that. But I don't think she really. I don't think she had quite a, you know any kind of real thing for him because uh, that's what Enigma says. You know, Flash got fired or arrested or whatever, and 
I don't think it's really that. I really that's a, that's I don't really know why that was. I think it was just just a little seed that's been planted. The yeah, just kind of a little episodes. thing there because yeah, because with her it's always been again these one little things, little subtle things we don't know a lot about because she's obviously he, who Nigma likes a lot and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's been very mysterious on how her reaction would be because it went from creepy to possible cuteness. Yeah. You know, I mean, it went from the poem and just all these weird things it been doing. So there may there's I think there's definitely more to her than more than more, than just being the apple of his eye. As right. Well, you know, so. Right. Corey, what do you think about Nigma's astuteness and his observations of? But I can see tears on your face. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, he, I mean, he was a little confused because obviously that's the first thing he thought because he's used to being turned down by her. But I think he got a little bit of a jolt when she was like, uh, no, like that, or that wasn't it. Or, and then she mentioned that she did hear about him getting suspended. So he's obviously like, she's crying because I'm suspended. That, that's that's yeah. what I maybe kind of thought. And then I think it's gotten to the point to where I think now Nigma understands is that they have this back and forth that has been established and it's almost like, a, like how they flirt how she flirts because yeah. as you can tell like at the at when she, she re-met him he kind of was like oh I'm back and she was like oh great but then she said you owe me a pencil so I think maybe he finally understands and I, he was like I'll give you a pencil well, <laughs> oh a long <laughs> yeah, pencil that's all. Longer than this. It's <laughs> <laughs> not saying much. Not really, though. Not really. <laughs> uh, but he, because coming from a guy who I don't think really understands social cues, I think he's struggled this entire time. I think that's what she's been after. So I think you now he's kind of he's kind of like the um, what's his face from Big Bang Theory. Oh, Sheldon. Sheldon. Uh, you know, he, a Sheldon it's a Sheldon moment mm-hmm. to where he's like. You know, he whatever his stupid little doesn't get is, sarcasm you know. and doesn't exactly. Understand. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. what happened here. That yeah, may, it's she being, she, you know, she could have been the trigger too, because he's been quirky and weird and annoying, but really now he's become violent. Or not violent, but I mean, kind of creep beyond, yeah. well, beyond just weird. I mean, he becomes almost villainous do you, to set him up like that. I mean, that's, pretty, that's a pretty bad thing to do in the way he does it. Yes. You know, it's like that could be the trigger that starts to. See, I, I, I said this on a few shows ago. I was like, I think. Kringle is there the show, for so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. I've never, never, never seen the show. I said that. This new pro quo. That this could be the catalyst for him becoming villainous, and uh, I think Dave said, "No, you're full of crap." I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, uh, so uh, this is one of the top three shows, though. Right? Uh, right, top right, top right. three shows. Well, you got, you look like you got something. What, well, what I got? was gonna say, do you think he would have done that? Do you think he did that because of Kringle? Or do you think he just... He just doesn't want to... Uh, doesn't want to leave, but leave. then it wasn't until after she was upset about it that he was like, ooh, she's upset about it, and I, I want to stay, and maybe there's a chance, and maybe that's why he did it instead of... He's got to be there to protect her. Yeah, make sure she doesn't, I, don't, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know that he did it because of her. I'm saying that maybe yeah. it's the kind of just that... It's that little yeah. moment that sure, sure. helps him down that road. Right. Well, there was a lot more happening in this show, so we got to got to move on here. Uh, oh, right. A lot happening three, with, uh, with Penguin and with Maroney. Uh, in this oh. one, there was a lot of scenes there, and of course, the truth came out about him working with Falco, and he tries to kill him. God, poor Penguin. But he's shooting blanks, like I said in the intro there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about this? Uh, because this, I mean, honestly, this took up a lot of Maroney's day. Driving him out there, <laughs> doing all this. Yeah. And I, I started to ask myself, why would he go to all this trouble? And I think he really does 
value Penguin, even though he doesn't act like it. He he wanted to f he wanted to take the time to find out if he was truthful or not because he does consider him an asset. What do you guys think? What do you think behind Maroney's? Uh, no, I think he. Uh, I think he was. I think by the time Fish called, he was sold. I think he was sold that he's been betraying me this whole time. And he wanted to punish him. So instead of just pulling him in the back of the room and saying, hey, did you do it or not? And then getting confessions and just killing him. I think he wanted to savor it. I wanted, he wanted to slowly take him out, scare him, you know, because he packed the gun. He showed him the gun. Mm -hmm. You know, he gets in there and he's talking all nice. And then he's like, I'm going to go. And he, I mean, he obviously knew that he was going to try to go for the gun. That's why he left oh, him yeah. in the house. Totally. So I think he, um, and he had this whole plan, that, and, and once he finally got a confession out of him, then he was going to ultimately do what he did, which was put him in a car and smash him. So I, I think he, I think he took that. I think he, I think he took the sense of betrayal, the act of betrayal, as a, a definite, you know, blow to his trust, and he was going to punish him. Mm -hmm. And that was the way of punishing him. So you think fixing him oatmeal and coffee, which he knew he didn't like, was part of the punishment? <laughs> I think it all. I think it all was set up that way. Yeah. Uh, I think he said it in his dialogue when he's talking about secrets. Right. Because at one point he goes after he finally tells him something a little bit more, uh, he goes, "See, I like this game." Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that's. I mean, that was quite, quite. But I do think. I do think. I agree with you though. I think he does value, or at least he wanted to believe he could value penguins. Because he brought, I mean, really, Maroney feels like at some point he brought him up from this, you know, scrappy young dishwasher, go-getter, yeah. you know, to, to, do, to do something. And then he's betrayed. So I think it, it's a little bit of both. I mean, I mm -hmm. think he feels, you know, disrespected and cheated and lied to and everything. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. He, he does, he really wanted Penguin to be part of his team because he felt like he was getting somewhere, especially with the whole fish thing. I mean, that was, like, extremely important to this whole big, big picture thing. Yeah. So... Um, but I do think he enjoyed kind of just right. playing with him. Yeah, but we said it last week. There was no way that he was going to take over Fish's nightclub and him not think that he's with Falcone. Right, that, yeah. I no always way. thought that, too. I thought that when I was watching the show. I'm like, how is he not going to know if How's he takes he, over yeah. Fish's club that he's not involved with Falcone? Yeah, I mean, so I was, yeah. 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 Corey, talk about Penguin's resourcefulness or luck when it came to that car smashing scene. What do you think? Oh man, I, you know, there was a time when I was thinking like, how is he gonna get out of this? Like, no one knows he's there, someone's gonna have to show up and save him. Uh, but, the f I think it's resourcefulness. I mean, he's made it, I mean, we know how far it makes it, so we know he he's quick on his feet. And like he said it himself, he's not really good at physical, you know, physical altercations, so he's gotta be quick, gotta be smart. Very smart, uh, but luck in a sense of this guy could have been like, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Well, he could have not answered. And then he could have not answered. Like, Voice mail. Yeah. Like the fact I, that he called. Uh, like, I don't know why he would put the phone to that sound. I, 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 it's like, this adds to how much I don't. Yes. That's how much I don't care that I'm yeah. doing that. Yeah, I'm looking at one in the chamber. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, but yeah, I mean. You know, obviously, one of my old sayings, my dad, you know, used to say, which when it comes to movies and stuff, how do you know that that number was that guy's cell phone, that he was him? It's in the script. So, 
I think, yeah, in the sense well, of he saw that it universe. On the but did he know? Did he? Did, did um, oh, yeah, yeah, he was the guy. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Dick, Dicky or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, so the fact that he was Duffy, Duffy, the Duffy, fact that it was a cell yeah, phone. Could have been uh, ringing off the hook in the office somewhere. Because that's true. Ethel left early. That you know, well, you know, luck, I mean, that's luck. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, luck. But in the universe, I'll tend to just let it go and be like, mm -hmm. he was the first one. So I think that's what it was meant to yes. signify. Yes. In our in our world, yes, luck. <laughs> Their world, resourcefulness. Yeah, definitely. So there was someone else in this episode who had all this. Hang up on fears and stuff. Maybe you want to talk about him a little bit because that was that was pretty cool, like, pretty especially awesome. when his son Jonathan <laughs> came in there. Uh, who can tell me about the Scarecrow? Because next week's episode is called the Scarecrow. Oh, so awesome. Who can tell it's me about the Scarecrow? It's called the Scarecrow coming. I think it's called the Scarecrow. It's not. We'll get back to you. I want to say it is Jeff's. In a minute, yeah. in book. but um, yeah. So, who can talk about the Scarecrow in the world of DC Comics? Well, these guys are more apt to. Uh, well, not the guy who does a podcast on comics. Yeah, <laughs> and specifically Jonathan Crane and how he became the Scarecrow in the comic book world. Well, the the, the eerie thing, and obviously Russ, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but wrong. The uh, <laughs> you know his father, John, as far as the Scarecrow, his father does play a major role. And him becoming Scarecrow. Um, now, in pre fifty two, he uh, his father was abusive, and ended up dying. And then his mother ended up passing away, so his grandparents raised him, and they were actually abusive. And that's what kind of led to him becoming Scarecrow and kind of testing the fear uh, of people and stuff like that. And, uh, and that's what's weird is that in the pre fifty two, he kind of. He kind of did, based on what his grandparents did to him, he did what actually was happening in this episode. He was testing phobias and fear on people and, and then eventually developed a toxin mm -hmm. based on that stuff. So, But pre-52, he actually gets really disturbing. If you get the villain book during villain month of 2013. Yes, New 50, 50, yeah. yeah. Prior to Forever Evil, the big storyline they did, Scarecrow has a book. I can't remember what book it was. Uh, it was in one of the Batman books. I believe it was a Batman book. Um, but anyway, <laughs> there's a quick backstory about how he, how he, his childhood was. His father, Gerald Crane, mm -hmm. was a doctor and was testing fear, the fear toxins that he was developing actually on Jonathan. He, was, he kept Jonathan locked up under his desk in a... In a in a, what, underneath the, the, mm -hmm. the floorboard mm -hmm. kept him locked up in there and was testing these different fear doses on his son and then one day his father Gerald has a heart attack and just dies and he's stuck down there and it wasn't until days later when the cops finally came to the house to find mm -hmm. Gerald they found Jonathan Crane and obviously that messed him up but he ended up you know, taking that knowledge and, and developing his own fear. He's one of the. So. He's one of the. He's one of the most common villains right now in the Batman yeah. storylines. He's and always his, popping up. And his actual story, well, in, in the, it's kind of misleading. Well, he does want to f cause people fear, but he needs to feel fear because Correct. of what his father did to him. That's why he always goes after Batman because Batman terrifies him. Mm -hmm. But. It's part of his makeup. It's like it's not fear. I'm going to run away. It's like I have to have this fear as part of my life, and he gets it on other people. So, 
Um, and yeah, at one yeah, point, that's messed up. He's awesome. Villain. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, villain, messed up. That's crazy. Was it the 3D cover? The yes. The, mm-hmm. Okay. Scarecrow cover. Scarecrow yeah. cover. Mm-hmm. I have that one. <laughs> yeah. Good job. I'll have to give that a read. Good job. Give that a read. Yes. Real quick, what is everyone's ten on the crane scale? Jesus. <laughs> Russell. Spiders. Huh? Spiders. Spiders? Corey. Arachnophobia, big time. Spiders. And it's funny you mention arachnophobia. Spiders. It's funny you mention arachnophobia because what's his face is uh, the guy who plays. Dave Cottingham's the man without fear. I, I, who know. plays his dad. I'm going to say movie. shark attacks. Thank you, Jaws. Wow, shark attacks is. Claustrophobia. Spiders. I can know what else got it. Spiders. I was scared of a lot of stuff, I mean, man. Spiders, spiders, spiders right? is pretty big. Zombies, yes. But like, <laughs> yeah, any, any zombies, zombies, right? any zombies, but like, I'm talking like World War Z zombies, just uh, shoot me in the head. I'm done. Those things are terrifying. I, yeah, I'm... My fear of spiders came from the Brady Bunch with the I, tiki. The Tiki oh, Idol episode oh, where creepy. Greg had the tarantula walking on his chest. Ooh. Freaked me out because okay, I lived in I, Arizona and tarantulas were actually around. Oh, spiders are big ass spiders. Like the ones he talks about, like he made yes. like in Japan, like the one size bigger yeah. hand. Like those, that's, that's like Chamber scary. of Secrets, Harry Potter, Ooh. big spiders. Lord yeah. of the Rings. Like, like Lord of the Rings, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. That's pretty bad. You have a little baby spider. It's terrifying. Hey, get him away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Often. What's yours? T-Rexes. Twi- T-Rexes. T-Rexes are pretty dang scary. Oh, Velociraptors for me. Ooh, Velociraptors. Velociraptors, yeah. maybe. Because they can yeah. open doors. Velociraptors. Yeah. No, yeah. But hey, if you can, if you can tra- somehow train them like Chris Pratt, have them roll on with you, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> What's your worst that. fear? What is your 10 on the crane scale? Twitterverse, at Gotham After Show. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, Bruce? Bruce and uh, Gordon? Have uh, another Bruce was here. Sorry, he was like Bruce. I thought Bruce, Bruce was here. Bruce. <laughs> and what was happening? He walked out. I don't know why. He didn't walk like that. And welcome our special guest. Yeah. Hi guys. <laughs> it's David. David. It is David. It is David. It is David. Not David. Uh, Bruce and Gordon have another. Maybe I should go by David. Maybe you Ooh. should. That'd be awesome. Whoa. Don't church it up, boy. It's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Tay. I got a, I got a couple places. Joe, you live in a boiler room. Yeah, I got a couple places. It's <laughs> Dear Tay. Yeah. Uh, so Bruce and Gordon. Gordon comes over. He hasn't talked to him since. Uh, you know. He had he basically caused assassins to go after him, yeah. and he went to Switzerland. Um, but Bruce uh, has basically released Gordon of his of his promise, and he says, "Don't worry about it. I got this. I got this. You just go on, you know, catch your freak of the week. So I'm going to solve this thing." How important is this in the development, the mythos of of Batman, or is it not? I think it is. I think he, he that's what gets him, uh, obviously, I, th- I feel like in the comics, and especially like year one, I mean, they, he, they find out pretty quick who, who did it. Mm-hmm. But um, in this storyline, I think it is important. Because I think in this storyline, that's going to be one of his main reasons to, you know, uh, it's how he's going to learn how to be a detective and, and how to do all these things. Whereas I don't think that was a big, I think he, that was all kind of after the fact. I think he didn't really, it wasn't until after I think he was a little bit older that he left 
that that's when he decided then, and that's when he left. But this is kind of going the route where obviously where legends, their origins, you know, the whole thing with the Gotham show. But I think this is a very big deal. I mean, the fact that he's taking it on by himself, and we'll get to the previews later, but he steps it up a notch is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't get you don't get much of in the comics. You do there's always flashbacks to him being a kid, but it really is until you're right. It's not until he's he's older when he starts training and working out and deciding he's going to do this thing. Whereas this show definitely, since he's so young, it really shows his drive, his ambition, his mm-hmm. just determination. So I think it's I think it's huge, incredibly important. Just like I thought the episode where they got all the crime files out and Alfred started helping him go through the files mm-hmm. yes. like that's detective right there this is you know just his relentless okay. pursuit of justice I mean yes. that's what it is that's what Batman is yeah so I agree and there was one thing that Alfred said and it seems like they always fit these in that I, I mean just being a full hearted lo- Batman fan is you know Alfred said something to the effect of and I won't do Sean Pertwee's voice Oh, but uh, he said something like once Master Bruce makes his mind up in something, it's pretty much you pretty much can't argue with him. Setting up the fact that, I mean, what we've seen, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just cool, you know, yeah. little things like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, hmm. it is to me though. It is a little disappointing because I usually, usually, usually in a series, the, the pilot sets up the storyline a little bit in the first season, and if we're if we're abandoning completely about who that guy was. Because in the first couple of episodes, you got a little bit of it, right? The wit- all of a sudden, Cat comes and she's a witness. But now, last few episodes, we haven't gotten anything. Mm-hmm. Bruce hasn't even been on the show. So are we are we completely off of this now? Is is, is you know? Yeah. Are we ever gonna find out? I mean, if it ends up being just a Joe Chill again, you know, I don't know. I think there's. I think they they set it up to be more than just a random murder. So I think somehow they got to get back to it, but if they don't, I, I, that'll be actually be a little disappointing to me. Yeah, I don't feel like they're abandoning it. I think it's just kind of a bump in the road uh, as far as the Bruce and Gordon relationship. And I don't think Gordon is going to stop investigating either. Yeah, because uh, Gordon's not. Yeah, he won't stop. And I also wanted to ask. It was interesting in this episode that Selena tells Gordon, mm. "Hey, I didn't see anybody." But it could have just been something that she told. Uh, Bruce to kind of get him off her back, but now she's telling, you know, right. she's she's taking her piece of leverage that she had with Gordon and, and mm-hmm. throwing it out the window. So what do we think? Has anything changed in our opinions of did she actually see the killer or not? Has anything changed? I, not, not my opinion. I think I think that's a that's a misdirection on purpose. Yeah. Like she she says, I didn't see it. I lied because her her because with Bruce it was him getting too close. So the only way she was going to get him to back off is to tell him she didn't she she lied. Same way with Gordon. Gordon the same thing. Oh, you haven't talked to him. I want out of this whole deal. So I'm just going to tell you I didn't. I lied. Why would you believe me anyway? I'm a street kid. You know what I mean? So I think she's I think she's still using that as a form of leverage. Mm-hmm. Like she's trying to get out of these relationships. She doesn't want Bruce to get too close, so she she backs backs him off. She doesn't want Gordon. Get, so that's how she doesn't have anything else. She's in their home, hanging out, and you know, doing all, getting these little things from them, and maybe a, you know some sort of protection or at least a place to stay and things like that. So I think she's willing to throw it out the window just to not let people get close to her. That's who Catwoman is. I mean, she even in the comics with Bruce, her relationship with him is so. Like it's on and off again constantly. It's never like this big 
you know, it's always she's always backing him off because she's still who she is. She's still that kid on the street. So I think I don't think it's been abandoned. I think it's really just her because. I think it'd be hard for me to swallow the fact that she was there the first episode, see the shooting, and all of a sudden I'm like, well, no, she really didn't. Mm-hmm. Eh. Now, much like Dave, I think I'd be, I'd be disappointed in that. Now, I don't honestly think that, the, that they're going to solve this murder. It's kind of like that murder they're always chasing, and it kind of drives the storyline. I think it should show up. I don't think they should abandon it, but I don't think they're going to solve it. Mm. You know, it's kind of that, it's just going to keep going because it's going to keep the, the thing that, it's the catalyst that drove everyone to go in these directions. So it's got to maintain that thread, but it's not going to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it's going to be like, okay, we find out who the guy is and then we move forward. Because if Bruce finds out, is he done being back, like in pursuit of justice? I don't think so. Right. So, I mean, why would you, why is that, it, I don't know. It's hmm. not. Yeah, but again, he, in, in all other instances, he knows when he's young anyway. You know, everybody knows it's Joe Chill in every other incarnation. So I think it still drives him to figure out why it happened. Because I think there is a, I don't think it matters who it was. I think it matters why they did it. Because I think, unlike Joe Chill and every other instance where it's just the bad crime that he's, you know, he's a suffering guy and he needs money, this is a hit. It seems like it's a hired hit mm-hmm. because he had shiny shoes. You know, this guy right. was a well dressed guy. So the reason for it, I think, is coming out. I mean, I think I think I think they need to figure out who it is. I think they, I think they need to reveal by the end of the season who who the guy is. I don't think that's something that should be lingering, for sure. Because I think I think that's when you start losing audiences. You know, when there's something that just keeps going and going and going. Uh, to me, in a way, I think you have to solve it because I think it introduces more at, more problems. You know, similar to the Nolan thing, which was really good. You know, Bruce in the Nolan universe was going to kill him. Right. You know, it gives him a whole another sense of how I, I, I know who this guy is. So we had a, a a very special a very special episode of Gotham. <laughs> special uh, yeah. on, on which um, that's the word of the day. Zombie. That's the word of the day. Yeah, uh, in in which uh, Harvey Bullock <laughs> shared in group. He shared and he shared his greatest fear. And, I'm afraid every day. And, and all this exactly. You'd rather die in the arms, and he looks uh, right at I her. Know, uh, of a beautiful oh woman. God, I couldn't believe he did that. <laughs> He's a little. Do you sappy. think he? Do you think this is more of a, a peek into the inner book, or is he just trying to get laid? Thoughts, feelings. Laid. Uh, laid. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's both. I, th- I think some of it was kind of a show for to try to sit there and be able to. Um, oh yeah. Stake out the group for a second, but I mean, maybe there could be a hint of truth to it. I mean. I don't know. Bullock doesn't seem to be the type of guy that is is afraid. You know what I mean? He, he hasn't seemed. He seemed. He gets close to ledges. Yeah. yeah. Shows total disregard for ledges. Yeah. Looks at fun bags. He does. Open no, it was definitely. definitely. I mean, he was definitely saying bags. that to, to again, like he yeah. needs to scope out who who did it. He's case in but but I think he definitely. Yeah. There yeah. You, go. you know. And he definitely wants the. <laughs> so the new the new power couple. Of Gotham, which we are calling Jim Lee. That's the name, Jim Lee. Totes approach. Totally made out to, yeah. in GCPD. Smart move by Gordon or dumb? Because he's already not everyone's favorite. Is this like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna arrest your all's friend, you know, I'm going to lay down the letter of law, and I'm going to make out with a hot chick in the middle of GCPD, bow down? Or do you think he just really got people's goats? Because he could have gotten off with just a little kiss on the cheek, nah, bing bang boom. Yeah, but I, I I took that as like she's leaning, she's I'm gonna lean in, but yeah. and he did that. She kissed him. 
Like she made the aggressive move, and he just kind of went fell into it at that point. I think he was honestly trying to trying to say, look, I mean, not not in a hard line type of way where he's like, no, oh, I can't kiss her, you know. But he was just kind of like, hey, you know, everybody's watching, and I think she kind of suckered him into it, and he was willing to be suckered into it. Is what it was, he was willing to be. But coached. she said he could get by with just a kiss on the cheek. True. He, he, decided he didn't go, to go full full top. Yeah. So full full hard. Yeah. Jim Lee. Jim Lee. I'm saying is that she leans in like that. Shaking just kiss on cheek. Yeah, yeah. And how do you do? Plus, sounds like they're gonna be co-workers now, right? Yeah, like I'll get you a job here. We go to the men's locker room. That's all I want to know. He acted like he was actually the one who could offer her the job. That's true. Where he did? He just like that's a job opening, and just come talk to me about it. It's like, okay, easy. You're a detective, but know your role. I mean, not HR. True. Come on. There's a whole process. Into the episode. Whole process. Who is this pirate that Fisher's running out? Do you think they have a past? Do you think she's just like, why are you in my quarters? I was taking a nap. <laughs> Clearly. I am I the captain you. now. That's what I was saying. That's <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it again. I said in between. I am the captain now. He's shot, straight up shot. Ca- no, captain. I don't know. I, do you, what? Everybody got a sense that they knew each other? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, really? as, as soon as oh, she yeah. saw him, I mean, they I both think it was like. I think it was like, like instant recognition. She was like, I mean, I think Fish. She's aggressive, but I don't think she looks at some dude who busts in a room and just goes. I mean, the look on her face was like, "You." I mean, she. I think she definitely knew who that was. Or That's they went. They're running, and then they're going to embrace and just kiss. Make out. It Ooh, could be. That's a good. Ah, I never thought of that way. My mind always goes to the easiest answer, which is and the, the pirate would be like, "I got me a fish." <laughs> I got yeah, yeah. yeah. Got so he turned into a real. Yeah, he turned yeah. into Arr, a, you a, not a Somalian <laughs> pirate, but a real pirate. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's right. They were creating floating I, seafood restaurants I, I, I be honest, called fishes. I did not. <laughs> so. I did not get that vibe. Hmm. I got the vibe that she was. Her life was threatened, and she was just charging him to try to take him down. Well, take, right, him, take, take him down. Take him down. Down. Take him downtown. Take him downtown. downtown. So we're going to uh, end this episode with some questions from you all uh, here. Yes, no, yes, yes, no. <laughs> yeah. And wrap. A, 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 B, B, C. <laughs> it's like start. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Blood code. Uh, the first one is from at Mitch, Mistress of Fears uh, at Gotham After Show. From the preview... Do you think Jonathan gains his curiosity about fear from his father using a form of fear toxin on him? Kind of already hit on this earlier in the show, but uh, do you think that's the route that they're going um, in this one or not? Looks like it. Yeah, it's very interesting that they, because uh, again, like we talked about, there wasn't, there isn't an incarnation that I know about that his son Jonathan is actually helping him, you know, or watching all of this. So this is a different take on it where you know and his father's actually even said he's like this is for science you know we're doing this Mm -hmm. for good so he's already misguided so uh yeah it's eventually i don't know if he uses it i don't know i guess he would probably use it on him just to because like russell said jonathan crane eventually has to understand fear in order to be able to use it yeah i i totally agree with that i think i think at some point he's going to use it on him just so he understands what fear is you know um so, yes. Very good. Our next one comes from a uh, frequent question asker of the show, Sergeant Murka. Murka. At Sergeant Murka says, how many years do you really see Gotham running? Coy. 
Oh man, it depends. I mean, oh, so many variables. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot for. I'm gonna shoot for. I don't know. I say. I would say a, no, a normal number, but on the higher end, I would say mm. maybe eight seasons. Well, okay. Which is which is an okay amount. I mean, very good. Well, Smallville was more than that, right? Smallville was ten. So, so I mean, not necessarily six. I would say is probably the normal. What you think? Generally, this is a good run. Good, yeah. good run. Mm -hmm. A little yeah. bit more than a good run, I think. Okay. Guys, got a number? I mean, initially, I thought. Initially, I thought maybe ten. Um, but I don't think I don't think it's going to go that long. To be honest, I, I'm. I'm more around with Corey seven or eight, seven or eight seasons. I don't think he can. Yeah, I, I'm actually even lower than that. I think. I mean, not because I think it's a bad show or does not. It's going to run out of steam. I think yeah. maybe five, honestly. Okay, because you know you take uh, a, a very critically acclaimed, high-rated show like Breaking Bad, only did five, but that was their choice. Right. You know, they said. Plus, they're not putting out. They're not putting out as many episodes in that show either, though. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, twenty-two episodes. Is, that's a that's a big run it's to a do. Big for run, but they also that many you know years. they change you know <laughs> something like that is condensed story and, and mm -hmm. you know this has got so many more. Uh, I just think um, I don't know. I, I I think it really depends on this whole idea that we've talked about if they're going to time jump. Yes, right. It depends. If they're going to extend years in between seasons. Then I think you could possibly go longer. Well, I can't think of a show that. That already has a prerequisite of look, we it's not going to be around for twenty. I mean, you know, twenty years because yeah. a kid is. Well, I mean, I would say ten years. You know, ten or twelve years because he's probably twelve. I think it was he was in his early twenties yeah, like when he left. Mm -hmm. So, I, mean, I can't think of a show that's already said. Look, at some point, that's going to have to happen. I mean, that's not going to be around that long. But I, I yeah. I'm like in rest. I mean, yeah, I don't think it can. I don't think it's going to be. Able don't, to do the only reason I say that is because I, we have, and again, I don't think we have any real gauge. Yeah. Of comic book shows based around comic books or whatever that we know what they do. We're on this new right. incarnation. We've talked about this on our podcast. We're in a whole new era mm -hmm. of TVs and movies that have really just blown up. Um, they're getting sh funneled out right now, left and right. Um, but something like Arrow and Flash, like Arrow, I thought when it first started, I again, I think maybe five. Would lucky be five. Now I'm thinking they're going to do. They could go oh, easy gosh, yeah. seven or eight. And it just depends. I mean, yeah. season two, yeah. again, depending on what they do, time jump, whatever. But yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be. It's really hard to tell in a, in a show's first season. I mean, we just crossed over the halfway mark of mm -hmm. season one, so yeah, it is tough. But I, I would, I would kind of go in the middle of, of everyone and probably say six, seven. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, era was like that. Yeah. Uh, we got first. one from, uh, speaking of uh, Mrs. Cobblepot, uh, Mrs. Cobblepot <laughs> at, at uh, MRS Cobblepot. Do agree. <laughs> you meant to say, do you agree? Ah, it's Twitter. Let, <laughs> do you know, agree. 140 characters. Do you agree with the conspiracy theories that A, ooh, it's a two-parter. <laughs> ooh, it's from a lady. <laughs> ooh, a lady. Oh, and there's a ladies' man it's reference. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, a, Kristen Kringle becomes Harley Quinn, and B. Fish becomes the fish. Fish becomes the jo fish becomes the Joker. Ah uh, ah! Uh, I wish you that my uh, if I could belly laugh right now. I mean, I'm just so set back. Fish becomes the Joker. Nah. <laughs> I don't want to no. indulge. No. 
Where did you hear this, Miss Cobblepot? That's what I want. Where know. did this conspiracy? Did you cook this up? I could maybe see Kringle, but no. It's, it's yeah. Let's talk about Harley that. Chris Quinn. Kringle, Kristen Kringle, Chris Kringle, Chris. Santa Claus. We've been wanting to say it this entire Kristen time. Kringle becomes Harley Quinn. Now that would be completely out of uh, the car- cartoon. Is where she first appeared. The it would cartoon be, lore. Would be completely lore, out of anything that they've ever done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, Harley uh, Quinn's always been Harley Quinn. Doctor Harleen Quinzel. I mean, it's yes. always been her. So worked at Arkham. Uh, and it was through working with the Joker as a patient where she got her mind warped and yes. yeah. And think about it. Quinn. If Lee leaves, there's an opening now. Mm. I mean, I think that right. I think with all the way they've right. established all the major characters in the Batman universe, I don't think they would deviate from such a popular character as Harley Quinn that far. That far. Like now, she's, she would unless unless she's just totally lying about her name, right? Mm. You know, I mean, she that's, would admittedly make a very hot Harley Quinn. Yeah. Sure. And uh, and uh, not to laugh at your uh, conspiracy theories. Sorry, this is Cobblepot, but um, it's a little crazy. I don't know. We're, we're probably I think we're all in agreement saying yeah. probably not to those, but that's that's what I think conspiracy theories are for. I think Kristen Kringle becomes yeah. more of a Riddler minion. There you go. That's very true. Down the road, cool. there you go. that'd be my guess. She could be another. You know, like she's how, slowly how, being turned by this little. You know, how yeah, his, uh, fish was made for Gotham. Maybe she becomes another made for Gotham. Yes, she could be. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. Yeah, but you, everybody, keep in mind too, real quick. I think you, you've got to. Unfortunately, I think you've got to realize that there's movies getting made that are using a lot of the characters mm-hmm. that I think they're gonna have to. They're gonna steer away from, mm-hmm. similar to what Arrow's doing. Yeah. Yep. Just because you know Harley Quinn is about to make a major splash in the DC yeah. Cinematic Universe. So. Yeah. You know, Arrow's already avoided showing there. They hinted at it, but they didn't show it. So, right. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think. I, I think it'd be. I think it'd yeah. be a little later down the road if we ever get Harley Quinn. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. good. And lastly, we have Olympia Manning at Manning underscore twenty four six zero one. She asks, "Will we will we see more Jonathan in the next episode?" Yes. Uh, you can go to fox.com and watch the preview of next week's episode, and and you get your answer right there. We'll be seeing more of Jonathan, of course. Um, don't know how involved. Uh, well, let's just talk about that real quick. What do you think? How involved is Jonathan going to be? Is it, we going to see a turn? Like uh, I don't really see a turn, but I think if it's, if it's called Scarecrow, you're going to get a lot more Jonathan this time. Yeah, I think we may get more of a again what we've been talking about origin mm-hmm. with his father. I think we're going to get a lot more of that, mm-hmm. um, like how he gets. That seed planted, much like all these mm-hmm. characters are. I mean, all these, every character is just, it's just like these little building blocks. I think this is yeah. going to be that for Scarecrow, personally. How, how old do you think he was? He looked a little older than I thought he would have been. He looked a little older than I Maybe anticipated. 15, 16, yeah, 16, yeah. 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 17. Something yeah. like that. Well, he can drive, right? So He's 16, in the van. 17. Well, maybe. He was feeding the meter. Doesn't oh, mean he was necessarily right. driving. That's true. He looked, I mean, maybe he's, he's tall. I mean, I know Scarecrow is kind of lanky and tall. Yeah. I don't think he's as old. He could, uh, I mean, yeah, he, he could, could be, be as old. Yeah. So speaking of next week, we have the meeting of the soon-to-be Riddler and the now-already Penguin. I don't know they're going to do this. That might be kind of funny. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, yeah. Busted this <laughs> yeah. But Corey Michael Smith yeah, weird and Robert turn. Lord Taylor, the three named, the three named guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those three named guys. Yeah. Those three named guys. Put those guys together. Yeah. So that's interesting. We're all Six looking names. forward to that. Uh, so that awesome. that will do it. I'd like to thank our. Special guest Russell Johnson. You can follow him on Twitter at director four two one and make sure to tune in to uh, in the comics at in the comics with an X in the mix of all things comics. 
Thank you again to David. Actually, Actually. in the mix of everything comics, we had to change that. Oh. Just FYI, no big deal. But. Hey, I'm using old slogans over here. <laughs> you, did, you didn't have that card? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're fired! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks oh, to uh, Dave Cottingham at D Cottingham21 yeah. on Twitter. Make sure to listen to him and watch because we're doing video uh, at Inside the Force. Yes. And your slogan is still at Inside the Force. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. And no. thanks to uh, Corey at Ku Master Ku. Be sure to listen to him and watch him on uh, in, uh, Star Wars TCG at Star Wars TCG. So There's so many shows. I'm at Chad Perkins21. You can watch me right here uh, at Gotham After Show. Like us, subscribe to the network, youtube.com slash 21 network. And until next time, the two-parter. Oh, my, my, my. Till then, stay frosty. This has been a production of the 21 Network. For more great podcasts, visit 21network.com. To view additional content, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash 21network. Follow us on Twitter at 21network for the latest news and updates. The 21 Network, for the fan and all of us.